Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. kiddo hello again hello again <laughs> how have you been i've missed you it's been so long it's been like an hour so i know <laughs> but we're raring to go aren't we yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna you know just finish off the 2021 podcast year with a bang that's right even if the bang is us hitting our heads against the wall <laughs> yeah, it's my head falling on the table. But right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I, we are being extra crazy today and recording the second episode <laughs> of this. We're recording two episodes in one day, basically. So we recorded our Christmas episode, and then now we are recording the episode that is the last episode of the year. Yeah, I was walking in here thinking, God, I, I need a nap so bad. <laughs> Oh, rally, rally. There's a lot going on right now. It's a crazy time of year. So I think it's going to be hard to record two episodes in the same day. But if we don't do both of them today, I don't honestly know when we would have done this episode. Yeah. And I'm actually anxious to speak to you about this book. Okay. So let's, let's dive right in. Okay, great. Okay. Since you're so anxious, do you want to start or do you want me to sure. start? Sure. So this book is called A Witch for Mr. Holiday. Uh, Witches of Christmas Grove book number one, and it's by Deanna Chase. It starts out in a town called Christmas Grove with Rex Holiday walking into the town to help his buddy out with his Christmas tree farm. And apparently an overzealous matchmaker uh, has slipped a love potion into his cider. He's so damaged, because don't we all love damaged men, that not even a potent love spell can break <laughs> through the walls that he's built around his heart. Oh my God. <laughs> what? That is fucking hilarious, because I never thought that, but you're so right. That's exactly what's wrong with him. So what's wrong with all of us? This is why relationships <laughs> don't work and the divorce rate's so high, okay? <laughs> it's so accurate. Even the love spell that starts off this book is not powerful enough. Right. <laughs> and then the heroine in our book is named Holly Reindeer, who is a powerful spirit witch who can see the future for everyone She's not interested in a fling. She wants her happily ever after. Okay, so it's hilarious that you called her Holly Reindeer because her- Oh God, it's not Reindeer. See why I need a nap? No. <laughs> Go ahead. I have a note. My note actually says, so her name is Holly Rainier, but my note says might as well call her Holly Reindeer. Oh, that's because funny. 
everybody's name in this book, oh everybody's God. name, every shop, every event, everything is so everything. like kitschy and done up. But so Rex Holiday is in town to help his friend with his Christmas tree farm. His friend's name is Zach <laughs> Frost. Frost, yes. And Zach Frost has a dog named Spruce who will come out later. I'm like, oh, these names are so corny. But it this whole book was corny in the like Hallmark holiday yes. sort of way. It kind of in the old 1960s stop motion, claymation, Rudolph the Rain <laughs> Red Nose Reindeer kind of way. You know what I just realized? What? I said this was our last episode of the year. This is not. This is our holiday episode. This yeah, is the Christmas that. episode. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I was like, I was just, <laughs> let me go. Just, that's just wishful thinking on her part. Okay. Hopefully she'll continue with that and I won't have to record another one of these. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no you're not getting out of it. We have Damn one it. episode before this. All right. We have one episode after this. Okay. To finish the year. Oh my God, that is so scary. I just said that whole like first five minutes of this podcast. Wow, we're off to a really great start, you guys. We may have to re-record this, but okay. I'm not doing that. So all right. gonna <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> well, so the only man. person that I believe did not have a weird name or a holiday name is her best friend, whose name is Isla McKenzie. Correct. She's the only one in the entire well, town with a regular name. And why is that? I have no idea. Okay. So this author, I've never read this author before, but looking at her stuff on Amazon, she has a lot of series that are like interconnected. And so I don't know if maybe she's a character from a different book and that's why she has a regular non-Christmassy name. Okay. There's like stuff that happens in Sacramento. There's stuff that happens in another town later in this book. And so... I don't know if Isla is from one of those other series. It's a mystery. Well, it certainly stuck out in my mind. So Holly's parents, like all parents in these books, passed away in a freak car accident or a freak accident 18 years ago. And she has been raised in her with, by her grandmother in her grandmother's Victorian home in Christmas Grove. But grandma has already passed over too, also. So she is now living in that house. And I guess Isla and Holly get together and they start talking about the new guy that's walked into town who is gorgeous. He's gorgeous, but it's not just because of the love spell that hit uh, Holly. That's not the only reason she swears up and down. That's not the only reason that she's into him. There's this big to-do at the beginning of the book about a love spell that happened two days prior to the beginning of this book so we never actually see that part of the story but we just hear about it so two days prior to the start of this book rex hit holly with a love spell in the middle of the tree lighting ceremony in the town square that happens at two percent into the book we hear about that he unwittingly goes, unwittingly hit her with a love spell yes it goes absolutely nowhere There's, yeah this love spell means nothing i don't yeah. know why the author even included it other to have like there's a lot of times in this book that magic happens or people yes. have magic but there is absolutely no world building and there is no information other than a very quick like well that happened 
okay, but why did it happen? Yeah, once in a while in the book, magic will happen again. I'm like, oh, right, there's magic in this book, but why? But why? There's no details. There's no reason for there to be magic, except for this uh, love potion, Rex and Holly in its love spell web. But yeah. really, they they didn't need it. And each person has a different magical ability, but... As you will come to find out in this book, the details that you actually care about, you're not given. Talk about the witch, Mrs. Potson, that <laughs> did the, the spell. Why? Who is this Mrs. Potson? Can I have her number? I need, a, apparently, a love hat. Rex and Holly also had met each other 10 minutes prior to the love spell incident that happened in the town square at a chocolate shop called love potions mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that happens in chapter one that's a little yes weird but anyways holly lives in a yellow victorian house that she inherited from her grandmother that sits on 20 acres of land nice she yeah right yeah she uses a couple of those acres for her berry farm yes so she's holly and she runs a berry farm and the rest of it she leases to the neighbor for his christmas tree farm that neighbor we mentioned before zach frost and that it starts with uh spruce zach's puppy who is five months old darting out from between the trees carrying a bright white stuffed animal in his mouth and he's running at full speed across the yard. Holly tries to stop him because she thinks he's going to be running right into her berry bushes and the dog finally stops and she looks and realizes the animal in its mouth is not stuffed at all. It's a real bunny. She uses her magic to make the dog stop. This is like one of the very few times that she actually uses magic. But then later in the book, she says she doesn't have any use, like any useful magic. So I don't, the magic in this book is very weird. So if you're okay. reading this thinking you're going to get good, straightforward magic from these witches, just forget it. Throw that idea out the window. Yeah, go read Magical Midlife Crisis if I'm you want real magic happening. Holly is a spirit witch. So she gets magic, she says, only in the form of visions. She mm -hmm. can have some visions of the future. But then also at the beginning of this book, she uses magic to make the dog stop running so she can get that rabbit out of its mouth. So I'm like, well, which is it? Do you have magic that you can use or do you only have magic that happens in the I form of your visions? I did not get the part that um, she used magic to stop the dog. I thought she just said stop. But it doesn't matter. The dog takes off running and knocks her flat on her ass in the mud. Yes. And who rescues her? Well, who do you think? Rex holiday rex who, holiday who who holly's drooling over he's peering down at her while she's laying in the mud and he he helps her up she goes to put weight on her foot in pain dog has knocked her down and she thinks she's broken her foot and she he hands her the bunny that's laying in the dirt next to her <laughs> and um he scoops her up because that's what this guy does all the time <laughs> And carries her into the house to take a look at her and take care of it. Uh-huh. Yes. Every time I turned around in this book, she was getting swept off her feet by this man. She must weigh five pounds. Yes. Because he's constantly carrying her from this place. Like, it happens multiple times. Yeah, I'm going on a diet tomorrow so somebody can carry me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she, she calls him a hero. 
because he saved the bunny and she he looks at her he she says i think that my foot is broken but he has what some kind of healing healing magic and so he instantly starts taking care of her he puts frozen berries on her ankle because of course that's what she has in the freezer <laughs> yes, there's of course no peas thank you just berries um and <laughs> he quickly goes we don't do vegetables here <laughs> no we quickly go, he goes and puts together a, a pain potion for her. And he releases just the tiniest little bit of his magic in there. And he, she asks, where'd you learn that? And he says, for my, my grandmother. She apparently was a healer. And he starts rubbing the salve all over Holly's ankle. This whole scene cracked me up. So he's making this like, thing to rub on her ankle and her foot because she's insisting that her foot is broken even though she hasn't had an x-ray but apparently yes spirit magic allows her to know she's broken her foot so he does this and he's like he asks her um because he's making like the a lotion thing he asks her if she has like a pain potion or something his wording made me laugh because i'm like does tylenol not exist in this world (laughs) No, you, you have to be like, do you have a pain potion or uh, something super fancy? Instead of just saying, do you have any pain reliever? He's like, do you have a such and such and such magical version of Advil? <laughs> well, that's because when you, if you really possess magic, who the hell would be using Advil? You'd be going for the magic. I guess. And he's like, he puts his hands on her ankle and does magic on that. He puts his hand on the South. He's an earth witch. So he puts his hand on that, puts more magic into that. I just picture him like leaking magic like a runny faucet. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's just constantly pouring it into everything because he wants to make her all better. Yeah, he he tells her, uh, you need to go to a healer. Let me run home and get my truck. Stay right here. I'll be right back. This guy is so over the top. I'll leave it at that. So anyway... (laughs) I felt like Rex instantly started magically pissing all over her and her stuff and marking his territory. It's like he had this under a love potion for God's sake. What do you expect him to do? That's what you do. I guess he could. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He doesn't even know her. And he's like, I'm driving you to the healer. I have to go. I need to explain to her what I do because apparently Holly's too stupid to do it. Well, yeah, the the healer won't know exactly what I did unless I'm there to mansplain it to her. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I've had more than one husband and none of them have gone to the extent that Rex goes to for this woman that he's just met. But that's I I was not a story waiting to be told. Apparently Holly is. (laughs) So he comes back to her house and Holly and the bunny are missing he did you say he left the house to, to go get the get truck. the damn dog and yes and get yeah. the truck to take her uh-huh. to the, the healer when he finds her he just goes in the house can't find her freaks out runs all over the house goes to the top story of this house which apparently is holly rainier's painting studio and he lo and behold he finds a portrait of himself okay so i'm like Reading this scene and I'm like, hello, 911, I'd like to report a home invasion. (laughs) Yeah. He he freaks out that he can't find her. He runs all over the house, like you're saying, 
This house is, he says it's three stories tall. He runs all the way to the third floor sunroom, finds yes. her painting. How do you think she got to the third floor sunroom? Right. With a broken with foot. With a broken foot in the five, you say it's only been five minutes since you've left? Like, okay, really way to overreact. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm glad they uh, discussed in the book that she broke her left foot because Holly ends up driving herself to mm -hmm. the healer. She's got one e hell of a pain tolerance. Yeah, she does. Even though, so she doesn't, it's okay that it's her left foot because she needs the right foot for the accelerator. And of course, as she pulls up, she's trying to figure out how to get out of her car and who pulls up next to her. Oh, so she talked to the, the receptionist came out, saw her and went to go back in to find a wheelchair for yes. her to wheel her in. But before the receptionist could even return with the wheelchair, Rex shows up again. Yes. And sweeps her off her feet again. Yes. <laughs> Carries her with the little bunny tucked into her arms. Yeah, she makes a point of moving it from like one pocket to like putting it on her chest so it doesn't get smushed. Yeah, okay. All right. I was like, this rabbit is wow. Okay. How is this rabbit not dead from the shock of being handled so much from this woman? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And how it's just staying. Well, it's a magic town. Okay, let's just go with that. Yeah. And so the doctor's office, the doctor is Healer Harrison. And the receptionist, her name is Candy Price. And yes, if I had to read all of these cheesy Hallmark yes. movie style names, I'm going to point them out. Okay. <laughs> We're all going to suffer through those names together. Oh, God, I couldn't wait to speak to you about this book. <laughs> so Rex takes her in. And then as he stays, the whole time Healer Harrison is checking. Apparently HIPAA does not exist. Right. <laughs> he goes into the exam room with Holly. He's there the entire time explaining everything. And Healer Harrison is like, oh, wow, you you made this thing and it, her ankle looks so good and it's flirting with him shamelessly. It makes oh a my point God, of saying, yeah. mumbling under her breath, all the good ones are already taken when they go to leave at the end. Just like, oh my God, you're a little thirsty, Healer Harrison. Yes, now that I know what thirsty means, thank you. <laughs> so we won't talk about that. So he explains to the doctor, I'm an earth witch and I'm usually out here. I'm contracted with farmers to help their crops. She's all, oh, I'd love to talk to you more about that. Maybe we could get dinner sometime. And Holly pisses right back on Rex and says, sorry, Rene, Rena, Rex and I have plans. Yeah, we actually have plans to go mini golfing. And she only says this because she had a vision of them going mini golfing. Well, no, her friend told her that they she set her up on with a date with Rex. And and Isla's going with Zach. Mm -hmm. And she wants Rex and Holly to go with them to go mini golfing. To run interference, yeah. To run interference, yes. Yeah, Isla and Zach are in this book a lot. Let's see. Okay, so at the end of her doctor's appointment, uh, well, how do you think she's getting to the car? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Could he carry her, maybe? <laughs> oh, sure as shit, he can. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The only place I want a man carrying me is to the bed. <laughs> you know, other than that, leave me the hell alone. We'll figure something else out. You're embarrassing it, me. It's a Yeah, it's embarrassing and also like a little... 
I don't know. It's not sexy. Like when you're doing it like this, it's a little like controlling, controlling. You're making me feel like a child. Yeah. Right, I'm right. not an infant in your arms. Like you could call me baby, but don't actually treat me like a baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's a little weird. Holly's very torn because she tells him stop flirting with me because she knows he's going back to New York at the end of the holiday season. And she already had her heart broken by some guy named Ryan that left for New York, I guess, to get a job. But he told her, I'll be back because you're the woman I want, blah, blah, blah. The guy left and disappeared for two years. She's never seen him again, correct? He didn't just disappear. He dear John lettered her yeah. but in a Christmas card. Yeah, Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> I'm picking you to the curb. Yeah, an actual Christmas card. And yeah, she always says like happy holiday outside and she opens it and it's like, um, I've gone off to make a name for myself. I'll be back for you eventually. Dot 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 or something. Right. Shit. Yeah, I'm coming back for you, but mm -hmm. it's been two years. So Holly and Rex start talking, and Holly explains how she is an only child and she always wanted a family and how much she misses that. And of course, Rex, what does he have? He has a gigantic family with two moms, a stepdad, and 10 siblings. And he says that his <laughs> biological father passed away when he was a teenager. <laughs> I just picture, like, <laughs> she's explaining to Rex how she's, I'm so alone in the world. I yeah. have nothing and nobody. She, like... I think the only person she ever talks about as knowing in this book is Isla. Right. She literally has one person in her entire life, even though she's lived in Christmas Grove for 20 years. Yeah. And Rex on the other, he just instantly is like taken. This. And he's like, Oh, you're hot. And all of, he's like a predator. He's yeah. Like cornering the injured, you know, yeah. from the line. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You're completely alone in the world and you have 20 it's like red flag lady you have 20 acres in your own home <laughs> right yeah this has sounded pretty damn good <laughs> he, he's all over her but he he does introduce to her of the all of these siblings the person he's closest to is his sister named amelia um which is a lovely name and um <laughs> i agree yeah so um <laughs> It's very obvious to Holly that he loves his sister very much. And she asks, where is she now in New York? And uh, he tells her, well, she works for the fire department. It's pretty cliche for a fire witch, right? Yeah, it is. Thank you. Yeah, she's a fire. Wouldn't this be nice in the real world yes. if fire departments actually had this? Yeah, especially in California where we live. Yeah. yeah. Have the fire witches that help control the fires. Right. Their calls. But he tells her he moves around a lot and he's gone from job job to job. And he says to her, hand me your phone, because apparently he's the boss of her now. And she's like, why do you need to call someone? And he, his lips twitch at a half smile. Yeah, you later to check on you. Okay, and well, you're, you missed a whole bunch of others. You missed their um, agreement they came to. I, the more we talk about this book, the more I feel like it's very similar to Dustwalker, which we also just talked about. Ronan was constantly picking Lara up and like toting her around. And then he was like, I will feed you and I will clothe you and I will shelter you in exchange for dancing. Oh, right. So Rex and Holly, Holly have a similar agreement they come to, 
when he takes her home from the doctor, he asks if he can cook her dinner. She says, oh, no, don't worry about cooking me dinner. I'll just order from the restaurant pine needles <laughs> and have the uh, Christmas Express or whatever the F, the freaking... Uh, delivery is there yeah whatever their version of uber eats is yeah she'll have them bring it to them and he goes oh well you know no let me just cook like we'll just be friends but let me cook for you anyways and he makes a dinner for her and a cage for the bunny rabbit while holly goes to shower he is a renaissance man oh and i loved this he just he loved the fact that her pantries were fully stocked and and I quote, in no time, he had a mushroom risotto yeah. while he pan fried some chicken. And I'm all, what the fuck? Marry him as soon as possible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> let me just whip you up. Yeah, that's so hard to make. Yeah, I've never had anybody make that for me. Yeah, so then Holly appears in the kitchen while he's cooking, fresh from her shower. And he gets a little mad at her and he's like, oh, well, you should have texted me so I could have come upstairs to get you. I'm like, why is he so obsessed with carrying her? Because her ankle is damaged and he doesn't want her to fall down the stairs and break her neck. Yes. But then I also thought it was weird because later in that same chapter, he says he needs her phone so that they can exchange phone numbers. So I'm like, how was she supposed to text you? See, this is the kind of stuff that sticks out to me in books because this continuity is non-existent. Like, you can't say earlier in the chapter she should have texted you so oh, that right. you could carry her down the stairs and then later in the chapter say, I, we need to exchange phone numbers. Now I know why you're an alpha and beta reader for authors and I'm not <laughs> because I didn't even put that together. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I bet. So after... The dinner, they talk about desserts, and he says he's not good at baking, but of course she bakes. So they make a wonderful couple already because of he course. can do the cooking, she yes. can do the baking. And then I still haven't even gotten to the agreement that we that they came to. She his dinner, of course, is so fabulous. She offers to pay him to cook her dinner while he's in town because of she has this hurt foot. She's really busy working at the library and she's also planning the toy drive for the holidays for the town. So, and she needs help to shop. I don't understand why though, because she has no friends or family. So <laughs> the fact that she <laughs> and says- And her pantry's full. So what does she need to shop for? I don't even remember her ass saying she'd pay him. I thought he just said, I'll cook for you every night. So the, he says, no, I will not take your money. I will do it for free. So that we can eat together because I enjoy your company. Of course he does. He's got that love spell. And he's and, the boss of her. Yes. And all, yeah. So I can keep an eye on you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and because he says he's really bad at shopping and that he swears his sister has always exchanged his gift after he gives it to her. Oh, so right. he's like, I'll, I'll help, you know, do dinner and whatever. If you'll help me also shop at the same time and help me pick out gifts. Cause I'm bad at giving gifts. They while they're talking at dinner, it turns out her parents died when she was fourteen in a private plane crash. Oh, that's right. He get he puts his number in her phone and says, you know, I've got to check on you later. That's why I need to do this. And I'll see you in the morning because he's gonna come back and make her breakfast or isn't he? I don't know, but he's just instantly all up in her business and always in that house as yeah. it's his own. So <laughs> 
Who knows? I, this... But they're just friends because they don't want to uh -huh. get involved because he's leaving town. So, you know, this come closer, but stay away. That's a trigger for me. Yeah, it's like the mind fucking. But this is also very typical in this friends to lovers style. Which is your favorite. I know. Oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I love these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Wait till she starts reading this. <laughs> This is actually not the thing I hated the most about this book. You will definitely know when we get to the part I hated the most. Oh, I already know. Okay, good. <laughs> so the timing in this book is kind of weird and not very specific because he's only there for a month. Yes. But other than him only being there for four weeks, that nothing really makes sense in terms of when things happen. So at some point later on, they actually go to the mini golf event with zach and isla yes holly and rex sit in the little food court area while zach and isla play um they're obsessed with each other but they're also a little nervous to kind of go there with each other i guess right it, it was weird to me they don't really they're in their 30s like they do not act like normal 30 year olds like, no it's like grow up they're all in their mid thirties and like you're acting as if you're 18 on a first date at the mini golf with a guy that you really like, not, you know, Some, yeah, 30 she's something. Been, she's been friends with him, I guess her whole life or years and they're have a crush on each other, but she, Isla cannot function. She can't even speak to him without making a fool out of herself. And she runs back to, Holly and says, oh, my God, I just told him I'm impressed with how he handles his balls. <laughs> so I actually kind of liked their interactions because they were kind of cute. And it is a good setup for book two, which is their book. OK, I figured that was going to be the next book. So after they're there for a while, you know, Rex says, or she, Holly says she needs to go. They have to go because Isla ends up like hitting the golf ball and it ricochets off of one of those like mini golf mm -hmm. obstacles and bounces back and hits the crutch out of Holly's holding. So Holly does end up falling. Again, on flat on, on a rack. Yes, flat again. And so Rex has to whisk her away again because it's like, oh, well, she already got... She's heard enough. I got to rescue her. Yeah, this is enough. I'm putting my foot down. Let's go. We're going. How, what do you feel about an open air horseless carriage? And why is it a horseless carriage? Because it, I don't know, because it has magic and because the doc, the author cares about PETA. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. there's magic in this book for no fucking reason. Yeah. Why. why is there magic? Yeah. Okay. So they, he wants to take her on the holiday lights tour. And she goes, you know what? I've lived here in this town for years and I've never done that. I've never done the carriage tour. It's like, give me a break. Really? She's never done anything but grow those damn berries. <laughs> yeah. And this then, carriage is like the um, the jet from the Jetsons. You just get in and you literally tell it where you want to go and it takes you. <laughs> it must yeah. be nice. Yeah. So they start chatting in this carriage and she ends up telling him, you know, he, he like says, Oh, you must have all the men after you or whatever. You must have had a lot of boyfriends. She goes, well, no, actually I've only had two boyfriends and one wasn't here during Christmas time. Uh, so Rex likes that. It makes him think, Oh, they're a bunch of amateurs and Rex is there now. And so he'll show her what a real, hot time is i guess i don't know it's just more of an 
example of how alone she is in the world. She's only been with two guys. Yeah, it's like, why? Do, I hate books where women have to be a virgin or nearly a virgin. You know, it's like, I don't care if she's banged the whole town. You know, that has nothing to do with her. But it's like, I, I don't understand why a lot of times women are either pure as a driven snow or almost as pure as a driven snow. Where Rex has been, explains that he's been in a relationship for six years with this woman. Yeah, but he has been single since that relationship. So at least they kind of balance each other out in that way. That they're I guess. both reluctant to have relationships and haven't had them in a long time. Mm-hmm. Because I also hate when the girl is, like you're saying, the virginal, yes, you know, whore versus Madonna. Yes, stop sort perpetuating of that, for God's sake. Yeah, I agree. All right. So he he ends up saying that his last person, her name was Sarah, and it was actually his ex-fiance. She's like, oh, well, why did you end up breaking up? And he just kind of stumbles through it and says, well, she ended up not being a good person. And then he asks about how long were you together with your person? She said two years. He says six years. And she's all, you know, Rex, you can talk to me. We're friends, remember? And if I heard that one more time in this book, over and over again, we're friends, right? We're <laughs> friends, right? We want to fuck each other until we're, you know, exhausted heaps, but we're friends. <laughs> and you're leaving in January, so whatever happens between us, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't want her to be temporary. He wants more, but he doesn't want more. Well, he can't stay because he makes a point of saying that the farms can't come to him. He has to go to the farms. Even though, um, hello, your best friend of like 15 years, Zach Frost, has a fucking farm right. next door to the woman of your dreams, who, by the way, also has a fucking farm. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> the, the farms are literally coming to you, buddy. And you're yes. still like, yeah. I gotta leave. I gotta go to New York to the farms. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. And then she ends up telling him about how I guess she got a a note apologizing from from Ryan saying he wasn't ready to be with her. Yeah, that was that dear John Christmas. Yeah, but he'll be back for her one day. And she's all, I I burned it along along with some sage to clear his energy. And Rex is all, did the sage work? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) It's a very Terminator style Christmas card. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) Very ominous. He goes on to explain that he ended up a week before their wedding, found her in bed with her best guy friend. And he he also found out that his fiance and this guy, Josh had been having a sexual relationship the entire time they were together. And of course, Holly is horrified. And I just, this blew my mind and I lost what little respect I even had for Rex. He's like, I actually asked her if we could work it out. It's like this woman's been banging another guy through your entire relationship. And a week before you're supposed to get married, you find out that she's in bed with another guy and you want to work it out. Fiance Sarah says, I want an open relationship because (laughs) she's so connected with Josh and he ended up finding out that she was only planning on marrying Rex for his trust fund that the, his father left him. You know, and Holly's just so mad that somebody could do this to Rex. And she's like, it's uh, a- you're so wonderful. How could she do that to you? 
Yeah, she's all the damn good thing you you walked in on them that day. Imagine what would have happened if you had actually married her. <laughs> well, Holly would have had to walk to and from her own <laughs> locations right. on her own two feet. <laughs> Nobody would be <laughs> That's curious. That's what would have Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. She's all, I see a pure love and strength in you. Sure. Yeah, okay. and then she tells him she's working on the toy drive. Of course, he says is there anything i can help you with because there's nothing this guy will not offer to do for her i'm like mm -hmm. i want to vomit he is like just talk about too good to be true i don't know it's a little disgusting he's like the alpha cinnamon roll but hold the alpha like if you want a beta hero this is the guy for you I'm yeah, not want, about those characters yeah me either but, i want to i want an alpha man yes i want the like alpha male wrap no. my hair around your fist while you bang me up against the wall guy yes if you want this sweet cinnamon roll beta guy this is the guy for you yeah you he's know, just gonna sweep you off your feet <laughs> yes and then uh, this guy uh, offers all this stuff to help her with the toy drive and he's like i'll even help you decorate your house if you want to enter the town christmas light decorating contest uh, you know, she says, well, you can join my baking class on Wednesday nights down at Charming's Cookies. That's the name <laughs> of her. Sorry, I had to say it like that. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's owned by Cookie Kelly. So I think her first name is Cookie. Okay. <laughs> All right. And he's blown away. You actually teach how to bake? Yes. Yes, I do. And he's all, do I need to sign up for a spot? And she said, well, if you don't, I guess you'll have to work at my station. Of course. So then he just doesn't ever make a reservation. He just wants to go do that class with her at her own station. Yes. And she's imagining how good his hands would be in the baking class and in other things. And it just makes a shiver run through her. So they, <laughs> she ends up explaining to him that she wants to create a, a Hogsworth Christmas in her house. And he's totally on board. Great. Let's do it. They both simultaneously nerdgasm over the idea of doing a great hall scene from Harry <laughs> Potter. And by the way, people, this is the only orgasm you're going to see on the page. So enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. He ends up taking her home. She wants to go check on Sabrina. That's the rabbit. And he's, she's all Sabrina. And, and she goes, yeah, our bunny. And Rex likes the fact that he says, mm -hmm. she says, our, our bunny, our mm -hmm. bunny. And don't forget to mention that he carries her up the stairs again so that she can go to bed. And it was so hard for him to leave her in her bed well, and go next door. It's a given that he's going to carry her. I don't feel like I need to. <laughs> I need to mention that people he's going to be carrying her everywhere. Just assume he's carrying her. Well, he's got her in a baby Bjorn. Just oh my God. Yeah. It's like in the ice planet barbarians when the one character, um, you know, puts his mate in the little baby Bjorn oh, thing, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as hot. Right. Yeah. Because there's actually multiple orgasms in those books, but okay, go ahead. Keep going. Later on, holly and i i don't even know this is a different day at some point holly and isla are hanging out isla explains that her date with zach was a complete disaster mm -hmm. and they kind of have just like girl chat holly tries to justify that she's not looking for a relationship with rex she just wants to have fun don't i deserve to have fun i never have fun it's like you're not a fun time kind of girl okay 
You're right. a forever kind of girl. You don't know how to have fun. She's and like, Zach, Zach's warning of Rex, you need to be careful with Holly. She's been hurt before. And mm -hmm. Rex is reiterating, we're just friends, Zach. I'm only helping her with the toy drive. I'm only going to her cooking class. I'm only cooking dinner for every night. I'm helping her with the Harry Potter thing. What else is he doing? Everything. Okay. She does have a thought or somewhere in this scenario, they think, Rex and Holly were fundamentally incompatible. She needed someone to stay and he needed someone temporary. I thought that was kind of sad, but okay. Yeah. And can I tell you the part that made me want to wretch? I did. Yes, wretch. Please. I wanted to. Okay. So at one point he of course shows up at Holly's house to check on her and he brought her his leftovers from a lunch he had at pine needles. He brought her pesto and chicken tomato something and, and he couldn't finish it and he knew from a conversation with her that she liked that and i thought that is the most disgusting thing you would bring her the leftovers that you're eating out of it's not like you've been together for years and who cares of course then you'd eat the leftovers order her her own damn serving and bring it to her it's disgusting okay i i read that scene totally differently oh okay so I thought that he was just bringing her lunch to surprise her at the library on her lunch break, because also he's got to always have eyes on her, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did go to the library. Yeah. And he says, or he thinks something about like, so-and-so at the restaurant told me it was your favorite meal. So I, that's why I brought this one for you. No, there's a right here. There's a, I'm quoting, they are leftovers from lunch, leftovers from lunch at Pine Needles. I couldn't eat them all and thought you might want to try them. Yeah, that's gross. Thank you. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say the part about the outdoor decorations was the part that made you want to reg. A, a lot made me want to reg, but go ahead. <laughs> what did I miss about the outdoor decorations? I thought the fact that I mentioned it's a Harry Potter themed freaking decoration, that was enough. So... <laughs> When Holly and Isla are hanging out at Holly's house, having their girl chat, they hear some noise outside that sounds like construction noise. How are you going to hear construction noise outside? You live on a 20 acre berry Christmas farm. Like it, that yeah. was kind of bizarre, but so they go outside to investigate and it's Rex out there erecting a massive tent outside mm -hmm. her house in the berry farm parking lot. Yes. And he explains that, some special event or a wedding or something canceled and no longer needed the tent. So he booked it right away. And I hope you don't mind, but I thought it would be perfect for the Harry Potter thing. So much time and money and stuff goes into this Harry Potter yeah. decoration. I'm like, this is insane. Also, this they is can crazy. Do the, the stupid magic floating candles bit. Oh yeah. He says that lemon, the girl that works at the like, magical uber thing the air witch has agreed to spell the candles for this display to make them float in exchange for holly taking over collecting all of the toys for the toy drive yeah so he commits her to this freaking yes and he says oh you know maybe we can just make the great hall this this display the collection point for the toy so it won't be such a big deal and she's like oh that's a great idea he says he's gonna bring in a bunch of wooden tables and nearly a dozen christmas trees who does this who brings in a dozen i understand he works at a fucking christmas tree farm but 
How big is this display that he's bringing in a dozen Christmas trees for it? His love knows no bounds. And there are not enough Christmas trees in the friggin' world to impress this girl. He's trying to impress that he's just friends with. It literally says nearly a dozen. I, dear Lord, I thought the same thing. You, Rachel, you think you have a lot of... You have a lot of Christmas decorations. Do you know how many decorations they need for that many freaking trees? Okay, then. Oh, my God. He's trying to impress the girl that he's just friends with. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this... I I was thinking this... uh, I'll just skip to this part now. I can't even wait till the end of the book. All I could think of was... Who is reading these books and loving them? Is it a, a 12, 13-year-old girl? Are grown women reading this crap and thinking this is awesome? I don't know. I think you enjoy this book in the way that you enjoy a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, they're dumb. They're so cheesy. Okay. And you would never, like, watch one in July. Well, but it's true. Christmas and you're like in the zone for like the cheesy feel good no matter what. Need to know how, how much I'm alone in the world. Yeah. And so, then you love this book. Yeah. So we'll have the over the top BS of how this guy's in love with her. All right. Now I get it. Okay. She talks about there's a Christmas ball that is a formal event that raises money for charity. And at this point, I am so fucking confused by Christmas Grove. Is it a small town? Is it a big city? They have like this uh, charity stuff. They're doing this massive toy drive. But then every store is like a specialty store. I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know. And they agreed to go to the ball together. I still don't know what date that ball was supposed to be on. Before Christmas. Before Christmas sometime. Yeah, and they finally kiss. This part I thought I had retched already, but the meeting of <laughs> this Evan kid. So is this when they're already at her baking class? No, we first meet them. So Lily oh, and in the Evan library are at the library, and this is the same day that he brings her those disgusting leftovers. Yeah. Okay. So um they Holly explains to her after and of course Evan's supposed to just be adorable and a nice little kid and after they leave, Holly explains to Rex about how Lily's struggling and how it's going to be really tough. So what does he do? He does what Rex always does. He steps up and goes, I'll sponsor him. For the town, like, secret Santa thing, this is another thing that throws me off. Is this a small town or a big city? Because why do they have this, like, secret Santa thing? And I feel like Lily and Evan are the only people that are hard in this yeah, town. right. And, of course... Uh, and this is a quote, Holly's heart felt like it was going to explode. Of course he would be his sponsor. So he ends up <laughs> taking her home, right? He get, he brings her home and she explains to him, I don't do one night stands. We both know you're, you're leaving next month and I accept that. She wants him to stay. She wants to have sex with him, obviously. Who wouldn't? And um, she says, I, I need to know that. I love this, how they have this quick conversation of commitment. Um, I need to know that if you're staying here tonight, this isn't just a one-time thing that you're sleep. You're not sleeping with anybody else. And he couldn't help but grin. And he's like, you've got it, Holly. Uh, She hasn't been with anybody, but her two boyfriends, but they make it very clear that they are going to be exclusive during the time that he's in town for the four weeks. Like I've gotten married and (laughs) waited to have this conversation. (laughs) 
can't believe they're having this conversation. I'm just so freaked out. <laughs> so she she's only had two boyfriends. She's yeah. obviously not going to sleep around. Yeah, I, like, I've been married for over a year, and I'm like, are we exclusive? Is that what you think is happening here? I don't know. Like, oh shit, are we supposed to be exclusive? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. One of them says, uh, I've always been a big fan of monogamy. I'm the only one. The same goes for you, Holly. I'm the only one that gets to touch all this creamy skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was so bad. Like, he really literally says creamy skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, Gross. And, and then he says, you've got it, Holly. I need a kidney. You've got that too, Holly. <laughs> I need you to sign over all of your assets to me. Okay, Holly. <laughs> Anything for you, Holly Reindeer. <laughs> yes, anything, Holly Reindeer. <laughs> so she was, he's all, you're going to drive me crazy, aren't you? And she's all, yes. <laughs> that was the one good line in the book. And then she wakes up in the morning. They don't even talk about their sexual encounter. I'm like, geez, we don't have any details. Okay. Because okay, this... wait. Don't move on yet, okay? All right. <laughs> this is the part I hated the most, so I need to talk for oh, a minute. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. So they had dinner. The chapter ends with this whole, like, conversation about being exclusive. And I, <laughs> I did not know that this book was a fade to black. So I apologize to you. <laughs> Thank you. And to everybody listening. And from now on, I will do a keyword search in the books before we read them for, uh, you know, trigger sex words. Because I can, I like almost threw my Kindle across the room and you. I like almost screamed into the void. I almost because... got in the car, drove to a bookstore <laughs> to buy a paper back copy of this book so i could drive back home get back in bed throw it against the wall pour <laughs> gasoline on it and set it ablaze i hate fade to black so bad i have never read a book like this what the hell is a fade to black <laughs> i'm like what where the hell is the sex I, they've been having this sexual tension for how long and then we don't, we don't even get to enjoy it come on wow <laughs> I then get up, get my fire extinguisher, <laughs> put the fire out, doused it with gasoline again, and light it on fire again. I'm like, oh my god, Rachel, you are not allowed to pick books anymore. I'm doing all of the book picking from now on because what the hell? <laughs> so, oh my god. So <laughs> We're not even halfway through this book, and I have so much more criticism to read on top of <laughs> It's awful. Go ahead. So it's like in my notes, I actually say, um, at this point, we can stop the recap and okay, just good. leave the listeners as unsatisfied as if we were. <laughs> All right. I think we should. I think we should. Oh, God. I'm just... <laughs> oh, dear fucking God. So it actually... The chapter ends right when you think it's they're going to do something and it's going to get good. It says... And this whole part was gross. And if I had to be grossed out, so do you. It says, and then they were skin to skin, heart to heart, and the rest of the world disappeared as they got lost in each other. So that's your clue that they're, you know, doing the dirty. It was, oh, I was so mad. I, I, If you can't tell, I hate Fade to Black. Oh, well, there's so many things that you love in this book. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the perfect book for you to pick. 
I'm black. Yeah, like- it's it's got Harry Potter. I can be there for the Hallmark cheese, but oh man, I was I'm so disappointed that this book could not. It, th- this book gives you all the details you don't care about. Yeah. Um, Lily and Evan, you're gonna see them again. <laughs> don't care about them. <laughs> like, you didn't get details where you care about when it comes to like the magic that these people have. I have or... to say the sappiness that Evan talks about Holly at the bakery class. I wanted to vomit. The fact that this kid is freaking six years old and is some baking savant that is going to be on Hell's Kitchen next week because he's just that good also blew my mind. I just could not stand it. Yeah, he's nine, but it doesn't really matter. He's still oh, is he? way too young for the amount of effort they put into him. Yeah, so are we really are we done? And can we just comment about this book? Or um, or do you want to keep going? We can keep <laughs> going. There's so much more. I'm game if you are. Yeah, let's keep going. Because Dear God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holly gets her second vision. Oh, yeah. In this book. And in the vision, Rex is picking up a baby from a crib and saying something super sappy, like, come on, baby, let's have some playtime before mommy gets home. Yeah. She gets super freaked out because she knows it's not her baby because he's leaving at the end of the month. And so she's just she gets freaked out. And then she gets over it really fast because she's like, oh, well, I'll just enjoy him while we while I can while he's in town she suddenly decides to be a slut and she's just gonna bang him and bang him until he has to leave because she does deserve to be happy and he's gonna go on and have a baby apparently with someone else well all of these off-page orgasms she's having are apparently really good because they actually do that a lot in the book and we never see it they're constantly like running off like that rabbit they rescued (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there's just like a bunch of like weird things that happen. Like, Oh, his sister has been trying to text him and call him. She's all stressed out. She left a message. Please call her back. He's like, this isn't like her. I need to find out what's going on. Rex is at Holly's house, but Holly leaves him there so she can go to work for the day. Yeah. I'm like, and Zach shows up. Yeah. Well, you know, they might as well be living together. uh, Yeah. And Rex never actually works in this book. Like you never actually see him do any of his like Christmas tree farm magic. He just says he does it, but I don't believe him. Well, he explains that he can set his own hours at some point. I guess the trees aren't going anywhere. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So he, so yeah. So Zach goes to tell him at Holly's house, Hey, your sister Amelia called me because you're not answering your phone. He goes back, tries to get a hold of her. She doesn't answer. And while he's like working the day with Zach at the tree farm, a mysterious stranger shows up and he goes, I need to buy a tree as a quote unquote surprise for my fiance. And he is kind of in the doghouse. Understatement of the century. Yes. And the the guy (laughs) has piercing blue eyes and is very handsome. Yeah, I guess. And And, you can't tell. Rex is. I'm sorry, I have to say this, but Rex actually says in the book, he looks like someone who should be in a cologne ad. (laughs) Okay, okay. so two incredibly good looking men are after her, apparently. Well, she's a hot loner, so she's got all that 20 acres of land in a Victorian house, so (laughs) I'd be all over her too. And a berry farm, and she knows how to bake. Yeah. 
apparently, and apparently we don't see it or, or read about it, but apparently knows how to do it too. <laughs> oh, you know where they are? Isla and Holly are, are off shopping for gowns for the Christmas extravaganza. The yeah, the formal event. Yes, uh, charity ball. Yeah, so this stranger at the door says, my girl's a sucker for everything Christmas. And I, I need to get her this tree to help me get out of the doghouse. Yeah, so then later that same day, uh, Rex decides that he's going to um, get all of these, like, baking things for Evan. Oh. For his, the Secret Santa thing. Yeah. <sighs> He basically goes to the Christmas Grove version of Williams and Sonoma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and buys out the entire fucking store for this nine-year-old kid. Like, yeah. He buys him uh, one of those, I think they even said the KitchenAid mixer, uh -huh. which I can't even afford. <laughs> yeah, I thought the exact, those things are like $500. Yeah, and I know how to bake and cook for this <laughs> nine-year-old kid. Not just that, but all the other baking supplies. Yeah. And well, they make a point of saying, oh, I didn't realize it was so expensive to have all this stuff. Like, yeah. What are you, stupid? Who, who does Secret Santa stuff and spends $500 buying all this stuff for a nine-year-old? Well, Rex and, does. Well, and now all I can think is that the mom, who's a single mom, cash-strapped, has to buy her fucking son all of these baking, cooking groceries now. That's not going to help her. Well, maybe in Magicville, they're less money. I don't know. Maybe he can I have them know. at a magical bake sale. Yeah, I guess so. You know, and uh, I guess, go ahead. What happened? They're shopping for this dress. And of course, Holly finds a dress that she's absolutely stunning and dropped it gorgeous in. Yeah. So at some point, they go back. Her and Rex return to Holly's house because he has to make her dinner yet again. He's constantly feeding her. And <laughs> she's like, what? She's like she's like a Tamagotchi. It's these little you probably don't even know what that is. It's a little like Thank you for insulting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy from like 30 years ago. But it's like she's like his version of that or like a little baby alive where he's got to like carry oh, right. her everywhere. Yes, he's got to feed her. her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But he's got to take her home so he can feed her again. And but she can't, uh, they can't park. She can't park in her usual parking spot. Because, oh yeah, there's like a weird car there. Yeah, Who could and, it be? And Rex kind of recognizes it from earlier in the day. It's that white Chevy with New York plates. <laughs> and she gets out of the car and she's all, "Ryan, what the hell are you doing here?" Her voice was shaky. Well, I told you I'd be back, Holly. Uh, don't forget that he set up a gigantic Christmas tree. Oh yeah. Tray. Oh, right. Because there was room left, apparently, after the 12 Christmas trees in the Harry uh -huh. Potter Hall of Fame, there's room for yet another Christmas tree. And he doesn't even think, well, who the hell is putting up all these trees? Holly can't do it. It never yeah. enters this Ryan guy's mind. I don't know. I just like how Rex and Ryan are basically comparing dick sizes yeah. by having one Christmas tree versus 12. Right, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then Rex is like, wait a minute. Aren't you the guy from the Christmas tree farm? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Please get it correct. He says. What? He says. <laughs> he calls Rex a transient Christmas tree farm Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I laugh so hard. <laughs> is there such a thing? <laughs> Apparently, magic filler is talk about an insult. Well, it's on now, buddy. Nobody calls me. <laughs> Nobody calls me a transient. <laughs> off his glove and slapped him in the face with <laughs> we duel at dawn oh my god oh, like, oh god like, yeah well he is does say such a thing? should i be afraid and lock my doors and windows for the oh, transient christmas tree I, I don't know yeah, he's looking at Rex and he's all pissed off. He's like, aren't you the guy from the Christmas tree farm? He's, and he's like, <laughs> and Rex is all, if I had known you were putting the moves on my girl, I yes. probably wouldn't have been so helpful. You would have had to tie that, that tree. Yeah, I would, you wouldn't have had to tie that tree yourself to, into your truck. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. And then <laughs> in the middle of this, what is going to happen? We're nail biting edge of our seats action <laughs> conflict conflict rex gets a text and it's his sister saying i'm here in christmas grove at her cabin where are you and he's like oh gotta go i gotta go let my my sister in are you okay should i stay should i come back and she's all no it's fine i will get rid of ryan and then go inside and start a fire i did kind of like that he does leave even though he's like taking over all the time and like this is what i thought i thought she this girl can't wipe her ass without him trying to help her but her freaking ex-fiance comes back who knows if he's a lunatic and he that's when he decides to leave and let her have her freedom and be empowered yeah that's a good point yeah i kind of liked it but at the same time you're right it is kind of like you won't let me walk or feed myself yes. <laughs> you trust me in my um to be competent enough to deal with this loser. Yeah, so Rex just ends up giving Ryan the stink eye and then le leans down and kisses Holly on the cheek. And he's all, I had fun tonight. And she smiles adoringly at him and says, so did I. She. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. The, I forgot this part. And this guy, Ryan, after two years, after dumping her in the via Christmas card of not speaking to her for two years, he's referring to her as his fiance. Uh huh. What the hell, dude? It's over. Those are some magical berries. Yes, I guess. She's all. I think you should go. And he's like, "But I drove all the way here from New York. I'm back for yeah. good. Please listen to me." She doesn't care. She's having none of it. She doesn't entertain him at all. And then, <laughs> best part. So they're like having this fight inside the house. I love how she. I, the end of it she like storms out of the house knocks his tree over and drags it behind her house <laughs> <laughs> she literally like does like a running leap onto the christmas tree and <laughs> that, was, that really was the best part of this book <laughs> like wow <laughs> Yeah, that was, I laughed out loud. I could not believe it. She's like, I don't want you or your damn tree. Get out of here. Oh my God. Oh God. Okay. So while she's doing all that and being insane with the Christmas tree, Rex is meeting up with his sister who uh, turns out she's no longer going to live in New York because she's 33, pregnant, baby daddy is MIA. And sure, she's a fire witch, but she got a job at a 
California, this whole thing is set in California, in a California fire station in a town called Keating Hollow, which is another series from this author. So I'm sure Amelia has her own book oh. in that series, probably. Well, as soon as he, before he knew that um, she was pregnant, he says to her, do you ever age? Your skin's glowing. And I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, she's pregnant. Well, of course she's pregnant because... Holly's having all those visions of Rex holding a baby. Right. Thinking it's his baby. It's not his baby. It's Amelia's baby. Well, she doesn't know that. Well, she doesn't know that for a while. Yeah, because Amelia swears Rex to secrecy to not tell anybody. And he doesn't like to withhold information from Holly, but he's going to because it's his sister. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because she's 33 and... But whatever. To each their own. So the next morning, Amelia and Rex go to Holly's house for breakfast. Um, of course, the two of them hit it off right away. Amelia says she's in town for the holidays now that she just quit her job. And she volunteers to help Rex with the toy drive because she's got nothing else to do anyways. Her job at Keating Hollow doesn't start for like a couple weeks or something. Oh, and like you forgot Christmas. to mention that the whole reason that Rex ended up in New York was because of his freaking sister. Yes, the whole reason he was moving to New York was to be by her for his and his job that he got. And now he's all she's all later gotta go. I can't be around where the things that are gonna remind me of this man that knocked me up. Oh, then he, he while they're there having breakfast, he asks her how did things go with Ryan last night? And she says, I kicked him to the curb. And he's kissing her and Amelia's all, Do you guys need the a room? Do you need to get a room? Yeah, it's kind of cute. Like, they all, like, instantly get along and... Yeah, she's all, Rex, you should marry her. Holly says to the sister, I know he's a wanderer. I know he's going to be leaving. We both know it. It, it. And his sister says he's just shaped by his experiences because I guess, well, obviously Sarah did a number on him. Yeah, I kind of like that part because, you know, she's trying to say, like, he's not really damaged. He's not damaged goods. He's just reshaped by what's happened to him in the past. Yes, I'm reshaped by my experiences into the shape of an amoeba, and there's no hope for me <laughs> <laughs> ever going back to a normal shape. But that's another story. So the sister ends up getting a dress because she's going to go to the ball now, too. And so then it's the day of the ball. And on the day of the ball, Rex tries to convince Holly to forgive Ryan. I don't know. He's having some sort of guilt that he's leaving town. It was kind of bizarre and stupid. Like, why would he do that? Just unnecessary conflict in the book. Well, I think that she's got a good explanation as to why he's doing that so that he doesn't feel guilty when he actually does leave town. But yeah, it's like, that's a whole other big fight to get into. Amelia calls Rex out because she kind of overheard what he was saying. And yeah, I liked that. She does the very sisterly thing like, bro, you're being stupid. Like, why are you saying that? But then she says a line that I absolutely hate. What? She says, you need to figure out what you really want and then fight for it or else you're never going to be whole. Barf. I'm sorry. Finding a partner doesn't make you whole. And can we not include that in books? That's gross. Yeah. If, if anything, it shatters you on a soul level and you never are the same when you have a partner. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not less of a person. You're not half a person because you're alone in the world. I feel more whole than I've ever felt being single right now. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm very happy being single. Yes, thank you. Uh, Preach. Yeah. What do you mean, yes, you're married? <laughs> I'm just... 
Oh, you're just made for me. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I've never been happier with myself. So, okay. And I used to think for years that nobody loves me. I'm not, you know, I need someone to love me to make me whole. And I realized uh, the hell I, I do because nothing good ever came from it. I'm happier and more balanced being alone and that I'm okay being single. Rex and Holly, of course, make up. Um, she asks him if he wants to continue their relationship after he leaves for New York. He says no, but he doesn't just say no. He says, I don't think we should because you couldn't handle it. Yeah. In a cop-out sort of way because he does so much traveling and mm-hmm. he doesn't want her always to be worried about the phone call about him being in a plane crash. Yeah, what like, the- Oh, he's gaslighting her. Yeah, is that because her parents died in a plane crash? Yes, is that's he- exactly why he's saying that. Does he go on these little jumper flights that you've got to worry about dying in a plane crash? I don't... I, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm... I, you're right. I. It was gross. It was awful, Yeah. And then she says another phrase, or she thinks another phrase that I absolutely hate they use in books. She said, it says, her heart has just shattered into a million pieces. I'm, can we stop using that phrase in books also? Hearts don't shatter into a million pieces. It's so stupid. Uh, actually, they do. Do they? Yes. I mean, there's heartbreak, but uh, I guess, you- like, can you just phrase it differently and instead of yeah. saying, Get a thesaurus for the love of God and use some verbiage from there. Okay. It's like when people are kissing in books and they say um, their lips parted. Oh my God. Gross. I cringe every time I read that in a book. I'm surprised you're still even even still reading with all these things that make you cringe. (laughs) 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 Because they're always in books. Always. I know it's annoying. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the fact that she's like, I feel like she's after all this, Holly has compromised herself and she wants a relationship with him. And he's like, nah, I don't think it'll work. Well, she's going from the pampered high life of being carried everywhere and fed constantly. I would probably change myself to yeah. have that too. Right. <laughs> let him hold on to his ankle as he's walking away and he's dragging you across the parking lot. No, Holly, we said it was temporary. <laughs> that, that mushroom risotto pan fried yes. chicken and <laughs> off screen sex is yeah. a lot like to yes. give up for her yeah and i you know i'm sick of the the like you said the gaslighting and the going back and forth of don't you think it kills me to think of you with another guy but i just don't think it's gonna work if we st- try to stay together but anyway he, go ahead he never once gives her an indication that he's willing to try in their relationship yeah. to have a relationship with her until the very end of the book. Yeah. I pretty don't, much don't like him. It's like all of a sudden things have flipped and have I not dated a guy that has done this exact same thing? Probably. Yes. And I've dated men that always, they come back. They always come back and it's like, could you get the hell away? Just get away from me. But we forget about the fact that, are we going to talk about what happens at the ball? Yes. Okay. Can we start that now? Yes. Okay. So they're at the ball. And of course his sister Amelia is dancing and something happens and Amelia passes out and Rex is freaked out. The healer is there, but she's this time she's very professional. She doesn't flirt with Rex at all, which they make a point of mentioning. And he has to take, um, take her to the healer's 
office or whatever so they can make sure he announces to the whole world she's pregnant uh isla's there with zach they stay there and then holly says she'll figure out a way to get home so he takes off with his sister and the doctor she ends up going home and as they get as she gets to the house she realizes who's waiting on her doorstep yet again ryan her ex yeah and he has the nerve to say that it's like two years to the date of when he said he would return so he had to be there because she asks him yes you you knew i was at the ball with rex what would you have done if i came home with rex which was what my plan was Mm -hmm. and he says well i i had to be here no matter what because it's two years to the day from when i said i would be here like, or something like that. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, it's the anniversary or anniversary of when I broke your heart and dumped you. So I thought yes. it would be a good time for me to come back. So, yeah. of course, he ends up talking her into letting him in the house. And he's like, I, I just have to do this. Please let me get through this. And she's like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want any. But of course, to make himself feel better, he still needs to propose to her. He gets down on a knee, tells her how much he loves her, how it was the biggest mistake of his life, leaving her, blah, blah, blah. She ends up now is having doubts. Maybe she should be with Ryan. Maybe he really did learn a lesson. Maybe, you know, this is their chance to figure out the relationship because Rex is leaving anyway. Yeah, but I think at one point she says something about like, well, were you waiting for me in those two years like oh, right? i wasn't with anybody during yeah. those two years were you with people and he's kind of like oh well, well like he doesn't yeah. know how to answer that she's like exactly like you weren't off on a quest to find yourself to get a good job to figure everything out which by the way how could he have a great job if he just up and quit it after two years and came to christmas grove again well, you, but you found out why he's <laughs> back there right I'm sure it said at some point. I don't remember. Oh, he got laid off. Okay. Oh, that's right. He got laid off and he realized what was important in the world or something. Yes, and it was Holly. Yes, it was Holly and all her berries. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So she's starting to waver, right? And she tells him you need to go. It's snowing really hard. Well, it turns out the roads are closed. She gets a text from Rax that... You know, he's at the doctor's office with the sister. It's snowing so hard. They want to keep the sister overnight and the roads are closed because it's snowing so hard, which means what? Dot, 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 that Ryan has to stay overnight at her house. So then he ends up sleeping on the sofa. Right. She's all, you can sleep on the sofa. So he, she tells Rex, I guess I'll see you tomorrow at some point. Uh, His sister ends up being fine. He takes her home. And he makes sure that Amelia is fine and dandy. And then he can't wait to run over to Holly's house to see her. And he goes over to Holly's house and Holly's in the shower. Ryan is downstairs in his boxers. They must really run the heat down there if it's snowing so hard. And this guy's walking around her house in the boxers. And (laughs) he walks in and he's making breakfast. And Rex is just like, horrified he can't believe that she went back to ryan but because he's leaving i guess he's okay he's okay with that happening (laughs) yes yeah i'm just laughing because he says to ryan oh can you just tell holly that i stopped by it's like why do you think that Rex is gonna tell holly anything you you have her phone number yeah why don't you text her yourself and be like uh hey or 
I'm sorry, you've basically made this your own house and adopted a bunny with her. Yeah. <laughs> Go upstairs to the shower because um, Ryan is saying she's upstairs taking a shower. Um, if I was Rex, I'd go up to the fucking shower and be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, You'd throw back that shower curtain and scare the living crap out of her calling, mm-hmm. her, calling her a whore, right? Yes, I would scoop her up out of the shower. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And demand answers, darn it. That is right. But he doesn't do any of that. He like tucks tail and yeah. he just goes next door to Zach's house. Tells Amelia, we need to leave tomorrow because the weather is bad. And I don't care if Christmas hasn't happened yet. Right. I don't care if I don't give this little boy my $1,000 worth of secret Santa shit. <laughs> I don't care we about We have the... got to go. Yeah, I don't care about all these promises I made Holly. Because mm-hmm. Holly's going back to her ex and, you know, we need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So... I guess for some reason he ends up, uh, she comes downstairs and she kicks Ryan out or something. Ryan, oh, Ryan drinks, and this would be a deal breaker for me, made coffee or whatever, and he drank the last of it and told her you can have tea. I'd have to slit his throat in my kitchen if he drank my coffee and left me none. (laughs) Yeah, as if we needed further proof that this guy's a douchebag. Don't get between me and coffee in the morning. Right, so she ends up kicking him out. Saying, that's it. Get your shit. Get out of my house. And she tries to get a hold of of Rex several times, but he's not responding because he's such a mature man. Mm -hmm. And he he ends up uh, going back to the house to give her something. I don't even remember what it is. Uh, Maybe he's giving her the gift for that little boy to pass on. Oh, that is it. Yes. And so she's oblivious. She has no idea why he hasn't spoken to her all day. What is happening? Blah, blah, blah. And it finally comes out. He tells her, I know you're getting back together with Ryan. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not getting back together with Ryan. He's like, well, I got here this morning and he was in his underwear. Obviously, you're a whore. And you slept with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it goes, this whole conversation was like a roller coaster because it goes from him being like, I'm leaving town right now. He's super mean at the beginning. He's like, I'm out of here. Well, she broke Screw his heart. This. Yeah. Screw you. Here's that gift for that stupid little <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah, your stupid cooking shop. Yeah. And she's like, well, can you give me like one last kiss? She's like, I don't understand where this is coming from, but I always knew you were going to leave. So like, can you give me like one last kiss? Like, why are you being like this? He does give her that last kiss. Then he says the thing about Ryan and she's kind of like, uh, pump the brakes like what like no 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 like uh he drank the last of my coffee i kicked his ass out like he was only here because of the snow like you know all of this could have been avoided if you had a mature conversation dude right um and then they end up deciding to spend he's still gonna leave tomorrow though so they're going to spend the last day together eating christmas cookies Mm -hmm. and having all sorts of off-page fun times yes yeah and then uh the next thing you know he's gone and she's talking to isla oh and i love this part isla shows up this is another no one is an adult in this town isla shows up at her house and she's all freaked out she's been missing in action for three days now and it turns out that she's been in zach's bed for three days and um holly's like are you've been gone for three days where have you been she's like i've been in Zach. you know i've been doing the nasty with zach right 
So more stuff we don't see on the page. Right, exactly. So they finally, you know, do their thing, even though there's all the sexual tension between them through the whole book. They have sex. And then uh, Holly explains that Rex has gone. He's taken his sister and moved and blah, blah, blah. Did you say the part about Zach leaving also? No. So Zach went with them to help Amelia move. So Zach, Rex, and Amelia are now gone in Keating Hollows or whatever it's called. And he doesn't say goodbye to Isla. He doesn't yeah, say... Yeah, he never even said goodbye to her. He just disappeared after their three days. Yeah, and I like how he takes off. He's got a Christmas tree farm to run, but it doesn't matter because, you know, he's done banging this chick and he's got to get away from her. It's too much for him. Yes, and then um, Isla is so upset that she decides that she's going to move. Yeah, also. another one. Yeah, it's like, I can't deal. I got to get out of town. I've been offered a job. I got to go in Sacramento. It's like, girl, don't move to Sacramento, please. It's yucky there. Um, yeah, it, I'm like, okay, at this point, now Holly had her BFF and her fuck buddy, and now both of them are gone, and now she's really alone in the world. Right. Like, what? But she's stronger because of it, right? I guess. How does she supposed find, to be? I, I don't remember how she finds out that em Amelia is the one that's pregnant. She gives Evan and Lily the baking set, and she had taken some pictures of them, be you know, to send to Rex. Oh, right. So even though her and Rex have decided they were not even going to communicate with each other, apparently they can't even text each other. They were like cold turkey cutting off their relationship. Mm-hmm. She decides to break that promise to him and text him a few photos of, <clears throat> excuse me, of Evan and Lily fawning, getting the yeah, gift. Fawning yes. over that mixer that I'd be fawning over also. Yes. So then in exchange, he sends her pictures of Amelia's house. Oh, right. Which this made me laugh because I was picturing it being the next day, but maybe it's not the next day because... He sends her pictures and included in the group of photos he sends her of Amelia's new house. There's pictures of a, and I quote, fully furnished nursery. Yes. And as she's looking through the pictures, she realizes from the nursery photos that it's was Amelia's baby because she recognizes the nursery from her visions. Well, it's burned into her mind for love of God. So then she is. Yeah, but how is this nursery fully furnished? They've only been gone for like 12 hours. It's Magicville, I'm telling you. That's true. Yeah. They have magic. Yeah. So she ends up realizing that she wants to be with Rex no matter what. She doesn't care. She's ready to throw her pride on the floor and stomp all over it. She calls him up and says, you know, I, I love you. I really want to be with you. I'm willing to take the chance. I'm willing to risk the fact that... Um, you're going to be gone a lot. I just want to be with you because you're everything I've ever wanted. And his reaction just so pissed me off. There's like silence on his end of the phone. Ugh. She literally says to him, I'm in love with you. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything. And right. then I think she like backpedals and yeah. it's like, oh my God, I totally misread the, you know, situation. Yes. I made a big fool of myself. All he says to her is Merry Christmas. Yeah. I would have killed oh. him. Jerk. And she's completely devastated, as were the rest of us. Yes, of course. Because, you know, he, once again, even the perfect man is a lying sack of shit. Yeah. He wanted her desperately until he didn't want her anymore. That's what happened to me multiple times. <laughs>
somehow there's a knock on Holly's door and she opens the door and there's Rex with suitcases. He's ready. He's ready to move in. Like she's, he doesn't even bat an eye that he didn't, he was not good with her on the phone. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I love you too, Halls, because that's what he calls her. Halls. I love you too. I'm ready to flush my whole life. And I, I want a future with you too, but only if we can live here and live in your grandmother's house. Well, yeah, she's got that berry farm and his BFF is next door. It's like, come on, dude, you knew this was going to be the outcome. This is like the perfect setup for you. Right. So of course she takes him, he comes in and they have off screen sex again, which I can imagine is mind blowing. Um, not that we would know because there is no details. <laughs> and then the next thing we know, Isla is driving back from Sacramento to visit Holly and she pulls up to Holly's house and Holly Rex and Zach are out in front of Holly's house. And Isla has not spoken to Rex. And since, since she left a year ago to go to Sacramento, so she gets out of the car and Holly comes over and hugs her and Zach sees her and starts to say hi, you know, blah, 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 talking to her. And while they're talking, Holly goes over, opens the backseat of Isla's car and takes a baby out of the backseat of the car. And <laughs> Zach's all, what is she doing with a baby? Whose baby is that? I think he even says something like, are you babysitting? Yeah, are you it's babysitting? Like, she hasn't lived in town for a year. Yeah. Like, who is she babysitting? This baby <laughs> she kidnapped? I don't know. And, you know, Isla just looks at Holly and says, well, you might as well. Oh, he's like, what's her name? And she's all, well, you might as well tell him to Holly. And I even forget what her first name is because I guess it wasn't impressive. And he's all, how old is that baby? And he like suddenly does the math and looks at Isla and she's all meet your daughter. Her name is Mia. Oh, Mia Frost. Mia Frost. And he, she's all, yes, Zach, meet your daughter, Mia Frost. And that's how the book ended. And I thought, good God, there's not one, but there's two oops babies in here. Yes. Your, your other favorite. Two different, yes. And two other women, two women that had to move to different towns to get away from their horrible exes. The part that really bothered me. So this is the last chapter, but it's more like an epilogue because it picks up 11 months later. Yeah. And it's mostly from Isla and Zach's point of view. Right. Zach has the nerve to say, oh, I guess when you called me oh, a few my times God, yeah. and said you you really needed to talk Multiple to me, you times. weren't kidding. Yeah, I thought you, I would not speak to him. Mm -hmm. I would be livid. It'd be like, I wouldn't even let him know there was a daughter because apparently she tried multiple, multiple times to contact him to let him know she was pregnant and this guy didn't give a shit. Rex is his BFF. Mm -hmm. And now... Rex is also half owner of the like Christmas tree farm business. So I'm like, I'm sorry, as your business partner and your best friend, and this is also like your girl's BFF. Wouldn't you be telling Zach every freaking day? Like you need to be calling Isla back. She has something she really needs to talk to you about. Like pull your head out of your ass. They're too busy. He and Holly are too busy having, you know, fade to black sex. 
<laughs> I guess. Jesus. Uh, yeah, well, maybe Isla made them swear that you will not tell. Don't tell him. But, you know, that's... that's Okay, so basically, what do you rate this book? I, like, waffle between, like, two and three panties. Because this book was really, really cheesy and stupid at some points. But I also still kind of had a fun time because it really did remind me a lot of a Hallmark Christmas movie, which, like I said, they're really dumb. Yeah. But I also enjoy them. This book was pretty dumb, but it was also kind of cute. But there was stuff in it that, like, really bothered me. So I guess I would give it, like, two and a half panties. Yes, I could not wait to talk to you about this book because I know you hate whoops babies and there's not one, there's two. (laughs) And, you know, the Harry Potter thing, there were multiple things I was dying to talk to you about with this book. I agree with you that there were parts of this book that were cute, but the majority of it, if they hadn't done the magic part, maybe, and they had normal names, what transpired between Rex and Holly were come close, go away. I love you, but I'm leaving. I'm back. All of that happens in real life. I hate to say it, but relationships are a mess. So that part was relatable, but the sappy part kind of bothered me. I would only maybe give it two panties. This book is not like going for gold. Like, thank God. There's no, there's no world building. There's no explanation for the magic. We really don't know anything about the characters. It's very like surface level. So it is what it is. And it was like a fairly short read, I think. So, well, that's just it. I, if I'm going to read, I don't want, and it was very much a surface level read. Mm-hmm. I like things that are going to suck me in where I lose track of time and they're complicated and a little more challenging to follow. I don't think I'll be reading anything else by this author, but. I want, yeah, I don't either, but I can see, I know plenty of women that love this kind of stuff and would be reading it, but I will not be. Yeah, I really did like Zach and Isla, but then I'm also afraid that, I mean, I don't even know if I would say their book would be also a fade to black because they've already done it and had that baby. So are they even going to do it in their book? Like, there's really no point for them to do it. I don't like Zach anymore because he (laughs) was a coward after he wanted to be with her so bad for how many years he flirted with her. Yeah, what's what was the point? I don't know. It's weird. What was the point of that? I don't know, honestly. So, no, I wouldn't be reading anything else from this author. Yeah. All right. Do you want to name the next book since you picked the next book? Or do you want me to name it? Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. So (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So the next book is Playing With Fire by R.J. Blaine. Oh, right. that will be our last episode of the year. Not this one. Like I uh, (laughs) falsely told you. Yeah. That will seriously uh, be the last one. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, great. Well, For we, reals this time. We've set a record doing two of these recordings in a day. Good luck to you with the, thank God I'm tapping out. You're the one stuck doing all the editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, good luck to me. But I have plenty of time to. Oh, yeah. Well, not, not plenty of time. There's 10 days until. I have three days until Dustwalker airs and 10 days until this episode airs. So I got to chop, chop. Yeah, chop, chop. Get to work. Yeah, I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> yeah, take, take a nap. You've earned well, it. Thank you so much. Okay, honey. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me just say where people can follow us. Yeah. So 
Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Follow us on Instagram at Bonded Books Podcast. Um, you can go on there and follow the link in our bio to our Facebook group, The Parlor. And you can email bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And happy holiday to our listeners, whether... Yes, it's, Merry Christmas and happy holiday. Yeah, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever it is. God bless everybody and uh, happy holiday to you. Mm-hmm.